Shalom. This podcast was created to help give clarity and understanding of the instructions in the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament and how to apply them in our lives. We'll be discussing what the scriptures mean in their historical context, what Yahusha, Hamashiach, the Messiah taught, and how the entire book is in agreement. We will be introducing other historical writings that are in agreement with the word of the scriptures. Our prayer is that Yahuwah the Father will give us and those listening eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what his word says and to walk this journey in spirit and in truth. Shalom. Shalom, shalom, everyone. Welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. Um, I am one of your five hosts, and today we'll be introducing ourselves, just so I'll let you know who we are, um, the meaning of our podcast, how we actually got to this, um, how we came into the walk, and how Yahuwah has been leading us through his Ruach, through our master, Mashiach Yahusha, and to being true worshipers of him in Ruach and in truth, in spirit and in truth. Uh, we will be using... <coughs> certain words uh, that you may not be familiar with or you may be familiar with uh, for new listeners that are new to the Hebraic walk or the Hebraic understanding. One of them is uh, Ruach, which means spirit. Um, Another one we will probably be saying is Barakah, blessing. Um, Of course, you'll hear Yahuwah, which is the name of the Father. You also hear Yahusha, which is the name of the Son. Um, Many other things. Torah. Oh, yeah, Torah. 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 Torah, which means law or instructions. So without further ado, I will be introducing our second, first, one of five hosts. Go ahead, Aki. Take it away. I am Nasariyahu, which is coming from Strong's H5341, which means a guardian, a watchman, someone to watch over, protect or cover. So, just someone uh, who watches over the Father's way, um, who keeps God over his way. My government-issued name is Christian, which is kind of funny because that's not what I live as. I live as a Hebrew. But I've always been in church since I was really young. I can think back seven, eight years old, coming up in the Baptist church with my parents. And I've always believed in Scripture. I always believed in and the idea of a savior. But I remember having questions, even looking to my left and right, seeing um, an assembly full of black people, and then seeing all this stained glass with, with white faces. I always thought that was odd, but I always believed in the message. It always resonated with me. I, was, I think I was baptized for the first time I had to have been before 12 years old, something along the lines of that. But I've always believed in Scripture. Then coming into high school, uh, I met a gentleman who was a devout Christian. He was a good guy, too. He was a good uh, mentor um, and somebody I modeled myself after. And then it was through him that I got back into church because middle school, I fell out. But I remember being in middle school, watching football on Sundays, and I always felt bad. I always told myself, I should be in church right now. But I like being able to sleep in and then wake up and watch football games. But once I got back in high school, this guy, he kind of led me to get back to the church. So from that point, I transitioned going from Baptist and then going to the holiness side or the, the apostolic side of the 
for the Protestant movement. That's when I started seeing people hollering, screaming, jumping, falling out, all the blankets being laid over them. And I thought, all this is different. So, so from that point on, I was very, I was always very scripts. I'm very driven to be, I wanted to be appropriate, wanted to be pleasing, wanted to be a man, wanted to be uh, what I was supposed to be in the eyes of the Father, like what he expected of me. So then it went from there, all going through college. I told myself I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year. Started doing that, and then I started seeing some things, saying this is a a perpetual covenant. This is an everlasting covenant. And I always thought, this says everlasting. Why don't we do these things? So, and then I remember reading about the Israelites, and then it fell on me, but I didn't realize it when I was 18. But I had told my aunt, I said, we're the modern-day Israelites, but I didn't realize it at that time that I had spoke something that was deposited in me was true, because at that time, like most of us do, we think the Jews are white. But that's another talk for another time. But uh, so going through college and undergrad, I kept studying scriptures, and then I decided on my own accord, I said, okay, at least what I understand right now, I'm going to change my dietary eating. So that's what I did. Then rolling into grad school, you know, I just kept going harder and harder in Christianity. And then I met someone who was, uh, she was Muslim at the time, who I'm now uh, in proper relations with now. We used to talk about our beliefs, and she would always ask me these questions that I could never answer because as a Christian, you can't make sense of certain things. And one thing she would ask me was, if Jesus is God and God, no, if Jesus is God and Jesus died, does that mean that God died? And I would be stuck. I was like, no, 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 you just don't understand, you know. But uh, as I kept learning, I found out that she was right about certain things. So, so then my uncle, who was in prison at the time, he told me, I think I was about 20 years old, 19 and 20. And he said, you know that there were some Jews who believed in the Messiah, right? I said, oh, something clicked because before that time I thought there was Christians. And then I thought there were the Jews who didn't receive him. And then he said, yeah, there's this thing called Messianic Judaism because he's a devout Christian, one of the best men I've met in my life. So once he told me about that, I got on Google, started looking up Messianic Judaism, um, seeing what they're about. And that was the first time I saw, okay, so there are people who keep commandments and they believe um, in the Messianic King. I said, that's what I'm going with because it makes sense because it covers everything from cover to cover. So I found an assembly. But the first assembly that I was a part of, they had a black rabbi, which was wild. Because normally when you think of a rabbi, they're white. But, But this guy was black. But the assembly was half white, and then one of the other uh, pastors, that he was also, well, he was mixed, but he was still black. And then some of the other pastors, they were white. And then it was through him I started to get a better understanding of how Torah applies, why it's still valid. And then he told me one day, because uh, I used to get um, certain mentorship from him, he said, well, the Hebrews are black. And as soon as he said that, something clicked. The same way something clicked when my uncle um, told me that there were Jews who did believe in the Messiah and they and they still kept commandments. So something clicked, and that told me, that had me stuck for a couple of days. I said, wow, so this whole time I've been reading all this stuff, 
believing it, but had no idea this is our history. Um, then from that point, once I left that assembly, I started to find out about these Hebrew Israelite camps. And the thing that attracted them, the thing that attracted to me, me to them initially was, I said, okay, so you, you have a group of brothers who are striving to keep their commandments, and they're making sense on certain things. And after a while, I started to see there's, there's some falsehood in there. There's some pride and arrogance in there. And then it was probably not too long after that, one of my brothers, who was also on the channel with us, uh, we met on Facebook. I forgot who mentions who first. We met through a um, mutual friend. That I went to yeah, 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 we had a mutual friend who was actually, I'm not going to talk about her, but. Yeah, she, yeah we met, a, we met a, we had it through a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we started chatting it up. And then he put me on to the assembly that he was fellowshipping with. Um, and that kind of opened some more doors and opened up my more, um, some more understanding for me. And then he also told me about another fellowship YouTube channel that I had subscribed to but never listened to, who I'm actually, who we're all a part of now, which is the Path to Yahuwah. Um, he had told me about uh, Lamont Yahoo. I said, okay, cool. I just had it in my subscriptions but never watched it. And that's where we all ended up to today. So that's how I came into it. came as a hard-going Christian to like a one who continually strives to understand um, like what is scripture what did it say to the people it was written for and what does it say to us today? So that's where I'm at right now. That's how I got here. Oh yeah. And just so uh for understanding by the mutual friend, he went to you went to high school with yep. them? Yeah, yep. he went to high school with them and I actually knew them when I went to ODU. Mm-hmm. And like I think we were having a conversation about something on Facebook. Yeah, we had a disagreement. I had a disagreement with her. I'm trying to think what was it about. I don't know what it was about. But she's on some other, I'll just say she's on some different beliefs. And I was coming from the standpoint of scripture. And then she just didn't agree. But uh, I think she was coming from uh, coming from some African things, some different spiritual things. Um, I said, yeah, you're on some different stuff. So if that's the case, I can't talk to you about anything because, I, because our roots are different. So we just have to part ways and just leave it at that. So that's the mutual friend. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? that well, I think it was 2020, because that's when you brought me into Yahweh's Remnant. Yep, 2020. <clears throat> shalom, shalom. Uh, I'm like Yermi Yahoo. My name means Yahuwah will rise, raise, or lift up from Strong's H3414. Uh, I was introduced to... The Bible scriptures at a very young age. My grandmother, she made sure all her grandkids and her kids uh, had an understanding. From there, I got my foundation as far as the major stories, as in uh, Adam and Eve, Noah, Abraham, Yahusha, Messiah. but as we many of us do, as I got older, uh, <clears throat> I was involved with the church, Church of Christ, my church out in Suffolk, Virginia. 
It was cool and everything, but I just wasn't sticking with it. So I strayed away, started living a little reckless life or whatever, ended up joining the military. Uh, had a decent time while in, but uh, some I had some inconveniences that followed me. But I'll praise to the most high for what I got from it. From it, uh, it's put me in a place of you know what I'm saying security today. But uh, I got married before I got in. Marriage went bad. Once I got out, I got a couple jobs working here and there as a contractor. And then I got uh, with my Isha now. We married a couple years ago and recently had a child. But before we had Ayala Dean, well, we, we have, I have four kids in total, but before we had one of our own, me and her, we had started to, well, I got introduced into the truth as I know it now back in 2019. And as soon as I heard it, okay, of course, Deuteronomy 2868, well, Deuteronomy 28, period, uh, curses and blessings matched up to who the people are of today and as soon as I kind of heard it like that everything that my grand taught me came back tenfold as the scriptures say raise a child as he should go and he will not depart from it and it literally came back stronger than ever uh I did I just grasped it I, I didn't take time and, and was leaning about it. I really went into it tenfold, so Barack Yahuwah for that. Uh, and now, I recently came into a gathering with the who I'm with today, my Akeem. Shout out to my Maureen and everybody at the Mishpaka. But uh, just got immersed and brought back into the covenant. So now I have a whole new understanding and strength about everything now so all praise to the most high for that shalom this is caleb and uh keeping on caleb ban yasharal on facebook uh my name don't laugh y'all my name means dog um but you know it's more the characteristics of the dog not not the way it looks so (laughs) (laughs) don't don't be out here cracking jokes on me y'all but uh, yeah, so I've been in the truth now, um, I'd say since about 2010, uh, really started going hard in the truth about 2015, 2016. Um, basically, same same as a lot of other people, you know, grew up in church Christianity. Um, you know, my mom, as well as my grandmother and granddad played a big part in my early life. And, you know, my grandmother, um, she used to always watch the TV pastors you know tbn and insp and all them so all the maryland hickeys all the uh creflo dollars money come to me now i've seen them all but my grandmother also used to be um she sometimes study things in the scripture that you didn't hear in a lot of mainstream christianity so like one of a perfect example of that is uh genesis six and four uh she was the one who actually told me at a very early age that that was actually when you know fallen messengers, uh, she called them angels at the time, um, had basically come down and were marrying women and having children who were giants. And I remember that um, as I was talking to other Christians, 
it was amazing me that they didn't know that, right? Um, so one day I'm five years old, and she's watching John Hagee, and it's a commercial comes up, you know, what will you do when the world ends? And they just show a picture of the earth, and they just go boom and just blow up. And, of course, I'm five years old, so I just bust out crying. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, so from that point onward, I got obsessed with end times. Uh, well, I say from that point to about I came in the truth, I got obsessed with understanding the end times. So that's when I found out about the rapture doctrine. You know, you're going to be walking down the street, snatched up out the air, your clothes are going to be left there, plane's going to fall out the sky cause, because the, the pilot was a Christian and everybody else wasn't, so they're all going to just fall and die. And, you know, so I'm sitting up here, I'm trying to understand this stuff, and I was at a private Christian school at the time, uh, Rock Church Academy. So what they would have us do is we'd have to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Then you had to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag. I don't know if many of y'all have ever done that before. Mm-hmm. You had to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the Christian flag. I don't remember it. And then after you do that, they would make us read the Bible. So we had to read Matthew. Now, I'm not bragging or nothing, but I was reading at a very high level, so I was able to just read past it. And as I read what we had to read, I would go right to the back, back of the book of Revelations. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, it seems like the people who are going to make it is going to be very small in number. But everybody I know is a Christian. So, you know, I'm going through school, and eventually I moved to the Hampton Roads area. And um, and here I start going to public school, and then that's when I start learning, you know, things outside of the Christian private spectrum. And I'm learning, you know, Christianity is the largest, world's largest religion, and this, that, and third. I'm like, this is not really matching up with, what I'm reading in Revelations, these, the people who are supposed to make it are supposed to be small in number. And Christianity is the biggest religion, so this is not adding up. So I keep going forward, and um, I'm in church, and like Netsar, I'm in a church where people are, you know, speaking in tongues and falling out and, you know, putting hands on them. They're having seizures on the floor, and somebody comes and throws a towel on them, and, and then they get up like nothing happened. You know, people shaking and wigs falling off and watches going across church. So um, I'm like, okay. And then people are, you know, other people are telling me, hey, that's a demon. That's that's actually not, you know, they would say they would say God, of course, but that's not God. That's a demon. So like, so what's a demon doing in in the church in the name of God? It's not making sense. So um, I was kind of active in the church as well. He was doing camera work and everything else, and I did junior security. But um, I want to say. I think I was in the ninth or the tenth grade. No, I was in the ninth grade, and somebody told me that we were the Israelites. Now I, I could believe that they were that the people were black, but saying we, as in in America, were Israelites, I was like, "No, you're crazy." So I walked away from them. So uh, I want to say about the twelfth grade, I met somebody. He said the same thing, but I trusted this person more. I said, "Okay, I'll look into it." So I looked into it, and as I'm looking into it, I'm looking up stuff going on with Illuminati, just stuff all on or the whole system, right? And it's now it's starting to make sense because now I'm looking at the things that the conspiratorial side of things. I'm seeing how that's matching with revelations. But now when I'm looking at us being the people and then that we're supposed to actually be keeping the law and not it's done away with. And I'm, I'm looking at all these different things. I'm like, now this is starting to match up with what I was looking at in revelations. So uh, keep going forward as I'm doing my research. I come across some atheists. And at that time, even though. I'm believing that, you know, we're the people and everything. I'm still calling myself a Christian. So, I'm going to say it's about 2011. Atheist challenges me. He's like, um, 
The only reason why you're still a Christian is because you were raised that way. And he was correct. So uh, at that point, I started questioning a lot of things. And because I want to make sure that if this is the truth, that I can say that more than just, hey, I was just raised this way. And that's when I really started digging it. Before I was doing some 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 research, but I really started digging in around that time. Um, more so in the historical side of things and really looking at different sciences and things like that. Um, got a very good understanding of evolution at that time. And that's why I'm so confident to say that it cannot be something that ever happened. Um, you know, so just really getting an understanding on a lot of those type of things. And that really convinced me, especially when I dug into history and found out, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, is, these are places that you can go visit. You know, it's not just something that you can read about. You can go visit Sodom. You can go visit Gomorrah. You can go visit, you know, all these places that you read about in the scripture. A lot of the landmarks are still there, you know, um, being able to timeline everything. It, it really helped me put things into perspective. So um, I would say about 2015 is when I finally got the full understanding of how you're supposed to start actually live it out and not just the historical aspects. And that's when I started, you know, really trying to wear the zeet zeets and keep the sat Shabbat and keep the feast days and everything else. Um, and then, of course, in 2018, my mom came into the walk. My mom and my sisters came into the walk. Um, and from there, we came to the assembly that we're at now. And that's how I met these brothers here. So that's my story. And I'm going to go ahead and pass it on to Brother Keenan. So in terms of introductions, uh, my name is Keenan. Other people know me as KT. Uh, I go by Yahukaset, uh, which means Yahuwah is trustworthy. Uh, Yahuwah is faithful. Um, Yahuwah shows loving commitment. So... In terms of how I came into the walk, I, I've i been in, let's say, I grew up in Christianity basically since I was, like, all my life. I uh, came here uh, to the States when I was six years old from Saudi Arabia. My father was in the military, uh, so got here when I was six, and I went to, was in a Christian school from third grade all the way up to 12th grade. That's Hampton Christian. Um, so basically that whole entire time I was in Christianity. I think I remember I was in middle school that my dad at one point in time, he said that he had asked the pastor of the church that we were going to at the time, well, um, how come you don't tell us or teach us the father's real name and the Messiah's real name? I don't believe that the, the pastor had an answer for him. So what happened was my dad started to do some research. He just started to look up, try to find what the father's name is, and he came across Yahweh and uh, Yahushua. So my dad told my mother and I, all right, the father's name is not God. It's not Lord. It's not Jesus. It's uh, Yahweh and Yahushua. And so I was like, okay. You know, I I didn't have a rebuttal or anything. I was just like, all right, cool, because I didn't know no better. So, so then, um, that's what we started saying. Then the father revealed to my dad, yeah, that ain't it. So, then, uh, I forgot what he said in terms of how he came across Yahuwah and Yahusha, but 
came back around. Don't know how long ago, but came back around. This I probably was in. I had to be in. I think I was in college at this time. I was either at Hampton University or was at ODU at this time. Might have been at Hampton. Might have been at Hampton um, at that time. And he said, all right, no, the father's name is not Yahweh. It's Yahuwah. And the Messiah's name is Yahusha. And all I said was, okay. So then I want to say about my freshman year pre-college year at Hampton University I actually got kicked out of I got kicked out of school um, for smoking weed Uh, and what I used to do was I still wanted to play football I was I I was playing on the team at Hampton University but I still wanted to play football so it was between like two schools I wanted to go to it was Prairie View A&M down in Texas and it was ODU out in Norfolk so I used to run uh, at Buckrow Beach in terms of exercising like that. I used to run from one end of the beach to the other, like about every day. And one day I I was standing and I was like, you know what, Yahuwah, I don't know where I want to go to school. I I have no clue where to, what to do or where to go. So you tell me, wherever you want me to go, that's where I'll go. Wherever you show me, that's where, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to follow your lead and go where you desire me to go. So I wrote in the sand. I wrote Prairie View A&M and I wrote ODU. And I said, all right, Yahuwah, you know, you show me and direct me. And I left. Came back the next day. The only thing that was in the sand was ODU. And ODU was the closest one that was near the water. And that's when I knew that Yahuwah was Yahuwah. So from there, I'm going to ODU Proclaiming Yahuwah, but still in the world, you know, still being a being an athlete, still wilding out, you know, doing all this stuff. Um, but it wasn't until I want to say 2015, I believe. So I graduated 2013 and 2015 was when um, I was training to, to play, trying to play football professionally. Trying to um do do either trying to jump for the NFL for real for real, so I had um ended up working out, got invited to go to Detroit to practice in front of um, all thirty two teams. Uh, you know, just make a long story short, and but I didn't get picked up by anybody. So then I went to another combine down at the University of Maryland, and I was looked at by the Montreal Alouettes for the Canadian Football League, the CFL. I uh, was able to go to Cincinnati and to do another, basically, uh, like a combine with them. But I didn't get picked up or chosen to go down to Florida for spring training or spring practice to actually be with the team. So as my name didn't get called, I remember packing up my stuff and walking to the bench and sitting down and just waiting to just cry. But I didn't. I had I had this peace and I had like this this just comfort um on me and I was like, you know, Yahuwah, I thank you for where you have brought me. You know, I'm looking back into where I was in terms of playing football at Hampton Christian, 
not getting a football team to my ninth grade year, and from where I was then to where I am now, and like all the places you brought me, and I just was just thankful for it. And then at that time, I say I was more devoted towards the Father, more devoted to his word, starting to study more. And I remember at one point in time, like, I felt like, I don't know what year this was, but I think it was after after I, I realized football was done. And I felt like I woke up, like from a like from a dream. Like if you're in a dream or something like that, you like wake up from your sleep. And I remember what I that feeling that I had was specifically that. And I had like a rush of questions. And the questions that kind of came to mind was more so like in terms of like society and all this stuff, like why do they push all this stuff in our face? Why there's a whole bunch of like nudity and sex and violence? Like why is all this stuff being pushed on the forefront like towards us? And why do we flock to it? So I asked my dad. My dad told me, showed me, and then told me to find out for myself, um, to research for myself. And been, been going ever since. So... Praise Yahuwah. So that's what that's where we at. That's where I'm at. My name is Lex. Um, I don't have a Hebraic name yet, or and I won't tell y'all my actual name because y'all don't and don't need to know that guy. Um, so yeah, I'm Lex. I'm also um, like the engineer on the podcast, quote unquote. Um, but. How I got here, I grew up in the Christian church. I had, I have a, uh, my grandfather's a pastor, father's a deacon, and got other family members and stuff in the church. But as far as the the two men in my life who were were the prominent men and um, probably most important men in my life are a pastor and a deacon. And um, growing up, I saw a lot of stuff in the church, but I also saw a lot of stuff outside of the church, so it made me feel away. And um, because I seen all that stuff, it caused me to rebel. Once I got older, um, I had went to I went to the navy. First went to college for like a semester, and um, when I don't like stuff, I kind of just I dip. So um, I really didn't um, like college. I didn't like the, um, I don't like being on other people's time. So um, I didn't like college. I got out of college and just went to work. Also because I just wanted money. It was a lot of stuff I wanted to do. So I didn't, um, college just was taking a lot of my time. So I went, got 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 work, got a job, and got out of college because just money wasn't coming fast enough for me. Then I went to the military. My father's in the military. Was in the military. He's retired now, so I followed in his footsteps and went to the military. Um, and then, in the military, I found some some sort of a voice. I, um, if anybody's ever been in the Navy or been around naval um, personnel, you know about the mess decks. And um, I, f- I, had, I found a voice on the mess decks and real, I was debating a lot and stuff like that. So um, I wanted to do podcasting and do a lot of stuff. Um, just I just wanted to talk and, and stuff. But I ended up talking to some people and found out about the um, African spirituality, Kemet type uh, stuff. And I latched on to it 
and like I said earlier, out of rebellion, but um, it was I had a lot of rebellious ways when it came to the to the Bible and to to the Word and to um, Christianity because I was told to do a lot of stuff growing up. So um, when I was told to do a lot of stuff and saw stuff that other people was doing, it it really bothered me, and so I just got real rebellious about it. So I went and. Um, Started living that way, got some tattoos and stuff, and just started, you know, living kind of reckless. And then um, got out of the military because, like I said, I don't like being on other people's time. I don't like, I, I really, I don't like being told what to do. And when I, like, are, do y'all call yourself babes still? Yep. Okay, so I'm the babe of the babes um, in this, in, in with these five brothers here. And um, so it was very recent when I finally uh, found out this this um, this walk, and I uh, found some people in it, and um, still trying to podcast and stuff. And I got out of the military, and one of the I came here, came to my house, and we was doing a podcast, and he was talking to me about scripture and about the walk and about the truth of of the world we live in, and. Um, when they left, I didn't. I never released the podcast, never edited it or nothing. I just wanted to go see what he was talking about, and I was going through a lot of stuff at the time. And I told my, I just said, "Well, let me pray to Yah um, for the first time in my life, and let me just let me see what he's talking about." And I went to sleep that night, and I remember I saw a, a puddle of water. And I saw a rainbow in the water. And this is the first time ever in a dream that I I could smell and feel and stuff like that. But it wasn't a very detailed dream or nothing. I saw water, and I saw a rainbow in the water. And it smelled very pleasant, and it felt good. Wherever this place was, it felt good. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And... The when I woke up, I didn't just wake up. I woke up gasping for air and kind of crying, like I, I, my eyes was watering. And I just went back to sleep because, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't really didn't. I, it was middle of the night, so I just kind of was like, you know. But I never felt that before. So when I felt that, it made me keep keep studying and and, and do more. I asked more questions and stuff. So. Um, my key, I, I kept talking to him and asking him stuff, and I end up uh, coming to a gathering one day. Um, it was actually during the Feats of Sukkot last year, and um, I was accepted in a way I've never been accepted in the in the Christian church. You know, they they act like they knew me forever. They showed me love, and ever since I've been around these guys, I've been a more pleasant person. Haven't been so angry. And I've been convicted in a way I've never been convicted in my life. Just little simple things. I may um, act out of anger, be rude or something to somebody, a child, worried about stuff that I'm worried about in my own life and thinking that other stuff isn't so important. And I may be rude, mean, anything like that. But I've never got conviction after doing stuff like that until now or until recently. So that made me understand or made me feel like I really was in the right place. 
So, um, yeah, that's how I got here. And I'm here now, and I'm enjoying it. And um, these 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 guys, is, I ain't never really been around a, um, a group of guys like this. And that's no shade to any of the guys that I, I've been around in my life. But I just never been around guys who was serious about their soul and serious about they they life and the and the ones they they are you know we you know a lot of guys like to be called big bro and OG and stuff like that but these I I never really been been around guys who who take being around people and being men seriously you know and stuff ain't just a debate I've been, um I've been held accountable by these guys and um it's been a it's, it's been a good thing in the last just a few months that I've been around them. So I know I'm in the right place. I feel like I'm in the right place. And every time I'm around them, I it, I get reassured even more that I'm in the right place. So yeah, I'm Lex, and that's how I got here. So that is the introduction to everyone who will be speaking on this podcast. Um, so during the, during the, t- <laughs> we just had, we just had one of our brothers was knocked out for the count. Yo, he's some was sleep. Some was sleep. You good, Doc? <laughs> you good? I'm good, man. You don't sound good. What? You said yeah, what? English, Doc. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> you said he good now. But yeah, um, so, uh, like this, like I said, this was just a quick little introduction um, for everybody uh, before we actually get started on the actual uh, programs and all the uh, episodes. Just wanted to tell y'all exactly who we are, uh, what we believe, who we declare, who is Yahusha Hamashiach, uh, the Messiah, to the esteem of our Father Yahuwah. So, with that, um, is there anything else that everyone would like to talk about or discuss? I was gonna say, uh, I thought we were, I thought we were gonna talk about how it got started real quick. Just, oh, just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh man! Oh look! Look! So so this is this is crazy, right? It's so not that crazy. This is <laughs> this is this is crazy extraordinary. It's not that crazy. This is extraordinary on how it got started because it's not that extraordinary. I, I, okay, well you know what you you want to talk about it? No, you can go. You got it. Oh, All okay. Right, okay. Right, I started off and then I I. I you go, you go, you go, you gonna throw me the lob. I, I thought, yeah, you throw me All the right. lob. Yeah, I throw you the lob. But can I steal it real quick? Can I just get a pass? Let me get the assist real quick. Let me get an assist. I'm gonna give it back to. I'm gonna get the ball back to you. All right, all right. All okay. Ahead, well, ahead. Caleb didn't want to do this, oh, and now yeah, he's see, doing it. All right, now, so, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that's so. Ha, okay. There you go. I passed it back. <laughs> all right. So, this is how it started. So, um, I had a different Facebook with my actual name, Caleb Parham. And um, on that Facebook, I had that Facebook for, what, 10 years. I was getting tired of it. Um, I was getting to the point where I was seeing posts from people who uh, were not really in the walk, and they were just posting all kinds of things. And some some of it was really irritating me. Because um, if you don't know about the political climate and the different ideologies that are out there, some of them are very... Um, adverse to what we believe as people who believe the scriptures and follow Yahuwah. So, um, 
there would be times where I'd actually just completely shut that Facebook down for like months at a time or not be really be on it that much because at times it would be stressful. So um, eventually I got to a point where I was just like, listen, I'm just using this for jokes and laughs and that's it. And th- this has no other purpose other than just, just for comedy. And eventually um, the father basically put it on my heart to create a more Israelite-centered uh, Facebook. And I wasn't really 100% gung-ho about that because one of the main people I used to argue with was other Israelites. And I said, I'm done arguing. Um, but the father put it on me more and more until eventually um, it was not just create this one, but to also delete the other one. So the day I got, uh, I was told to go ahead and delete that. I I want to say either that night or two days later, I deleted the other one and created the Israelite Facebook. And as I'm getting, I think I got what? I was getting 30 friend requests a day. It was something ridiculous. So I'm kind of accepting some of these. I'm not accepting all of them. And I knew there was a lot of different beliefs and things like that in the Israelite community, but there was so many of them that was just based on bad information, bad doctrines, bad, you know, and I, and I understand that we all uh, want to just try to come together and ignore the differences in doctrine, but some of these doctrines are very bad and they're really dangerous. And they really cause people to misunderstand not only the father, but understand his purpose, misunderstand all kinds of things. And there's a lot of doctrines out there that are very pharisaic. You know, they're, they're just people making stuff up to have no proof of what they're saying, but they're getting very popular. So I was like, I can't, I can't keep sitting here and, and just watching this. It's, it's irritating my soul just to watch all this. I have this thing I don't like wrong. You know, if, if, if I see something that's incorrect, I got to try to correct it. So I'm like, I got to do something about this. So um, I made a post like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to start, you know, uh, dealing with some of these doctors I see that's, that's bad. Um, my only real hesitation at that time was just I didn't want a camp to make a three-hour video on me. And because they get hundreds of views a day, I try to defend myself, and nobody looks at the defense video, but everybody's still attacking me. And it's not necessarily a personal thing. It's just I didn't feel like dealing with it. Um, but I was like, all right, you know, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. So I made my first uh, little rebuttal, and it was eight pages. So I put, I limited the Facebook post. I'm like, all right, listen, I got an eight-page post here. I think this is too long. Any ideas on what I can do? And Keenan suggested, mm. KT, Yahooka said, suggested, hey, why don't you do a podcast? I said, look where we are. You said you was going, no, no, I still got the ball. I, My bad. My yeah, bad. I still got the ball. My bad. <laughs> But it's all right, though, because I'll just go ahead and throw the ball back to you. Go oh, ahead. oh yeah, look where we are. First, he didn't want to do it, but... It's, it's a story. You got to tell the story. Oh. What was the story again? Oh, uh, we basically was at the... You suggested a podcast. The gathering, who's eating after the lesson, and he was speaking about the answers on his Facebook, as he just mentioned, and uh, uh, brought it up to him to consider a podcast he was in denial of it at first because of how he doesn't like confrontation with people it's, it's not confident it's not i don't like or he didn't want to have to deal like with the responses with the, yeah that he would go. possibly get from it or whatever i don't feel like it it's, but uh it's annoying out of well i i believe definitely kt was the one that 
encouraged him to really get it done after the Maureen, you know what I'm saying, kind of like, you know what I'm saying, say that it was a good idea or whatever. Uh, but Lex having already some little, like a little experience with doing podcasts and the engineering stuff behind it, we kind of started building up some steam. And then after that conversation, it probably still was like maybe a few weeks, but we didn't talk about it as much. But once we really like still started really getting into it, uh, Akee, Caleb really started considering it more. And once we started discussing it amongst ourselves as far as topics, uh, who we're going to be reaching out to, what to expect from responses and things like that, I believe we got it was more kind of understood where we was going with everything. So that kind of like brought, I think it made it a little bit easier for Caleb. Now we're here to the point to where this is becoming a more consistent and uplifting thing for not only ourselves but for the few people that have that maybe have heard our discussions or whatever the case may be it has been a light to other listeners so Barack Yahuwah for that wow yeah so that is the introduction of the council of bread and wine this is the purpose of the podcast of Bread and Wine. We give all praise and esteem to Yahuwah the Father through His Son, our Master, Yahusha HaMashiach. And from Bread and Wine to you all, we say Shalom. 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 And good night. Lila Tov. Love. <laughs>